Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Oh, Nats Town. Welcome to a late night edition of Nats Nightly. Sponsored by federalbaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Dave Nichols from Federal Baseball on the line. After the Nationals' 2 nothing win over the Kansas City Royals, they beat the defending world champions in Kansas City. Four straight overall, Dave, 18-7 and seven on the year after the win. Start with Gio Gonzalez on the mound. 1-1, one 1-4-2 one, one ERA, 2-4-4 fifth, 6.88 Ks per nine, 2.49 walks per nine, 188-250-239 line against, and 25 and a third innings pitched before tonight. Dusty Baker said he saw some signs of frustration last time out as the Nationals were in a scoring drought and uh, three straight losses to the Phillies. That came after a few zen-like outings from Gio on the mound where he didn't show any signs of frustration at all. Lots of pitches early tonight, 60 pitches and three innings pitched. Ends up going six scoreless on 102 pitches, four hits, two walks, just one strikeout on the night, six to seven ground outs to fly outs. An odd outing by Gio Gonzalez. Command wasn't there early, but he kind of settled in there, stranded the two runners the Royals did pit on against them, and really just kept the Nationals in it uh, after they got out to an early lead and, once again, didn't do much else the rest of the way offensively. Yeah, you know, really a whole lot of things to say about this Gio Gonzalez performance tonight. We uh, we certainly mentioned the last time out how he appeared to, appeared to get rattled for the first time. Uh, I don't think we saw that as much tonight. You mentioned all the pitches that he threw. That part is, is fairly typical for Gio. He's always been a high-pitch guy, um, especially in the second and third innings tonight. Uh, the Royals kind of let the Nats off the hook there in the third by trying to steal with, with two outs as opposed to giving their batters another swing at it. But, um, but, and then you mentioned the lack of strikeouts. I mean, one strikeout in a six-inning performance uh, certainly is not your typical Gio Gonzalez, but – um, but he found a way to gut it out. He limited the hits, uh, only gave up four hits, only walked two. Um, just a, a really nice performance here, being able to settle down from um, from the early troubles and, and, and getting six innings out of him um, and then setting it up for the Nats all of a sudden uh, completely shut down bullpen. They did their best uh, Kansas City Royals, New York Yankees impersonation tonight by just every reliever said they sent out the mode people down, struck them out. Uh, held them where they were supposed to. It was just a, a nice pitching performance all the way around tonight for the Nats. I definitely had that third inning incident that you mentioned circled on my Bob Carpenter scorecard, which is just imaginary because I don't really keep a scorecard. But Lorenzo Kane with a two-out single, Eric Hosmer with a walk to push him into scoring position, two on, two out, and Kane tries to steal third there. Uh, questionable decision, in my opinion. Uh, you never want to make the, the old axiom. You never want to make the final, first out or the final out at third in an inning. What do you think they were thinking there? Uh, a single brings him in. He's a fast runner. Why try to steal third there? It didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Yeah, I don't know the answer to that because, I, you know, you don't want to make the last out of the inning getting thrown out, you know, trying to steal, and you certainly don't want to do it at third base. So I really don't know what he thought the advantage was of trying to steal there unless he thought there was only one out. Um, it really was not a very good decision. If, if, the, if the base runner 
made the call on his own. If, if he has, if Kane has the green light at all times, that it was really a boneheaded play. Uh, if it was a set play, uh, then you really have to, to wonder what the strategy was because I really see no reason why you would why you would try to steal third in that instance. The Royals are coming off a five-game losing streak. Uh, they snapped that on Sunday with a win over the Seattle Mariners, but scuffling a little bit, 13-11 on the year. Uh, going into tonight's game, Edison Volquez on the mound. They're down 2 nothing early. Ryan Zimmerman doubles in. Michael Taylor, a uh, ground out by Daniel Murphy, brings him in. Volquez shut the Nationals down pretty much after that. Seven and two-thirds, seven hits, two runs, two earned run, one walk, seven Ks, ends up throwing 114 pitches overall. Nationals offense kind of spiked up a little bit there in St. Louis, but after that first, they were pretty much shut down by Volquez the rest of the way. Yeah, you know, that was a really good first inning for the Nats. Um, You know, it was encouraging to see Michael Taylor draw a walk. Um, you know, it's uh, it was encouraging to see, see him be able to, to steal the base. Um, Ryan Zimmerman, who um, has not uh, had a whole lot of success offensively, uh, came through for them. Um, you know, they, they got the second out on the David Murphy or Daniel Murphy ground out. And it's funny, Murphy has three hits but drives in the run without getting a hit. So, um, <laughs> you know, it was nice to see the Nets put up a couple of runs early. Uh, Volquez is still a good pitcher and. and did the job the rest of the way for them. But, uh, um, you know, it was just in this case, the Nats got a couple early and, and uh, between Gio and the bullpen was able to make it stand up. You know, the Nats are capable of winning ball games a lot of different ways. And we saw yet another one today um, where they, they, they went back to not scoring a whole lot of runs, but it was just enough to get the job done. I think it's funny, Dusty Baker said the other day when they won a game where they scored early and held on, you don't see that happen too often it seems to be happening again and again for the Nationals right now, but uh, part of the reason they're struggling offensively, Bryce Harper in a bit of a slump. He finally got a hit to break out of that, but was 0 for 11 with five straight Ks after a strikeout early in the game. Dusty Baker said someone's going to pay eventually. Uh, what are you seeing from Bryce Harper? Just some tough matchups for him or a little bit off at the plate? Anything you've noticed over the last couple games where he struggled to connect for anything really? Well, I think he pressed a little bit last series. Um, I, I think that uh, uh, the umpires in the one particular game uh, forced him to kind of open his strike zone up a little bit. I think he's probably pulling his head off the ball a little bit too. I think he might be. Uh, um, maybe I think he might be a little quick. He's got such quick wrists to begin with, but I think he's just pulling off a little bit. I think um, uh, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not too concerned about Bryce Harper. I think he'll probably uh, get in a groove here pretty quickly. He's just too good of a hitter to go for too far of an extended slump. But, uh, but yeah, you know, you're going to have struggles on occasion throughout the season, I'm sure. Um, you know, if, if I could fire up the computer and look at the game logs, we could find a, a five-game period last year where uh, where he had similar struggles. So, um, you know, if, if we are still talking about this when they get back off this 10-game road trip, then we can, um, we can go from there. But I, I have a sneaking suspicion that by the time that happens, you know, this will be long in the rearview mirror. Someone who's never going to have a streak like this ever, Daniel Murphy, just keeps on hitting. I think this is 12th multi-hit game and uh, 24 games with the Nationals after signing this year, three-year deal, three for four tonight at the plate. Uh, he also collected his thousandth hit in, in the major leagues, which is kind of an odd thing for Nationals fans. Yeah, I mean, 
not too many of them have come in a Nationals uniform, so it's not something that's celebrated like Bryce Harper's 100th home run, but a big accomplishment for any major leaguer to hit that 1,000-hit mark, and Murphy did it tonight with the second of his three hits on the night. Yeah, absolutely. You know, if he keeps this right up, he might hit, you know, number 1,500 later on in the season because it's entirely possible that he hits 380 the rest of the way. Big night from the bullpen after Gio Gonzalez. Sammy Solis comes on again. We discussed the fact that they were uh, using him the way they are. A little bit surprising to me. They've been giving him some tough spots, close games, and throwing him right in there. I kind of like what Dusty Baker's doing, and I like the way Solis has reacted to eight-pitch, one, two, three, seventh inning after Gio Gonzalez is out of the game. Sean Kelly comes on after that, gives up a double, but gets a nice strikeout after that. And then one of my, quickly becoming one of my favorite left-handers, Oliver Perez, goes on there and just dazzles him. Two Ks, uh, I think he threw less than seven pitches, six for strikes, just arms and legs flailing about, kind of confusing everyone out there, just uh, smoke and mirrors maybe. He's still got some interesting stuff going on there, but just a really good outing from Solis. Kelly well, gave up the double, but then got a big strikeout in Oliver Perez there. Yeah, you know, um, it's, it's fascinating that they're throwing Solis right into the fire. Um, you know, people on Twitter the other night were complaining about Rivero pitching in a 6-1 game. But you can do that if you've got confidence in your third left-hander to come into a 2 nothing game like he did tonight and get the job done, and he did get the job done. You know, they really like Solis coming out of spring training. Um, they just decided to, um, you know, to, to keep Matt Belial and, and, and not let him go um, at the start of the season. I, I kind of figured that the first time they had a chance to, to add an arm to the pen, it was going to be Solis, and, and he's done the job. Uh, obviously, they have enough, uh, you know, they enough have enough um, confidence in him to throw him in there in this type of game. Um, and then you t- mentioned Oliver Perez out there doing his Louis Tiant impersonation, turning his back to the batter before he throws. And, um, you know, his, his stuff certainly isn't what it was when he came up with the Mets, um, but he's still getting the job done. He reinvented himself as a lefty specialist, and, um, and the Nats are reaping the benefits of that so far this season. Mike Rizzo talked over the winter, and last winter, I should say, for uh about the fact that you kind of rebuild a bullpen every year. You really went about rebuilding it this year. The early returns so far have been pretty impressive. John Kelly still hasn't allowed an earned run on the year. Oliver Perez comes in there and just throws slop at people and gets them out repeatedly, a 2.70 ERA so far. They plug in Sammy Solis. He works out. You mentioned Felipe Rivero. Uh, Nationals acquired him from the Rays a couple of years back. It seems like another steal. I don't know why these teams keep dealing with Rizzo, but they do. Just uh, interesting <laughs> that they handed uh, Dusty Baker a lot of weapons. I like the way he's handled them so far, and you got to like the results early from this bullpen. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Solis, the converted starter um, that still has a pretty heavy fastball. Uh, Rivera's been relieving for a few years now within the organization. Uh, Sean Kelly's a guy that's kind of flew under the radar the last couple of years. If you look at his skills that are underlying the stats, he's got he's got near elite skills being able to strike guys out and limit walks. Um, they signed him to a three-year deal, so obviously he's a guy that they think could um, could supplant Jonathan Papelbon when he leaves via free agency as the closer. Uh, Oliver Perez, you know, for for the for the price of a free agent contract, they went out and got him. Um, you know, Blake Trinan uh, obviously is is throwing more strikes, still having. Uh, difficulty facing the left-handers, but um, 
Uh, but but Dusty Baker is not giving him much of an opportunity to face left-handers in competitive games, so he's kind of managing him that way. Um, yeah, you're right. You know, these are the, the bullpens are, are, are bullpen arms are fungible, uh, meaning they're they're replaceable, and and um, and you you get one or two that um, that you think you can rely on late in games. Um, you know, that's great. But I think Dusty Baker so far, if there's any biggest change between now and last year, um, he's he's managing the bullpen. Um, due to circumstances opposed to set roles. And, um, and I think that keeps everybody on their toes. If everybody um, has, the, has in the back of mind they might, be, they might have to pitch today, I think that probably um, keeps them more prepared. Um, Baker is, is warming them up and getting them into games as, as opposed to uh, the previous regime that they might have warmed them up two or three times in a game and then not actually even use them. Uh, so, yeah, so I think the biggest difference right now between this and last is um, the bullpen usage and performance. I appreciate you not using the inappropriate term that uh, players tend to use when they talk about getting warmed up and then not going into the game, but this is a PG family-rated show. So probably the biggest uh, controversial decision of the uh, winter as far as the bullpen was the choice to keep Jonathan Papelbon. They traded Drew Storen. They kept Papelbon as a closer. So far this year, nine saves. I think he's only blown one save, if I remember correctly, nine out of ten so far, 17 pitches tonight, 12 of them strikes. 2380 RA on the year after Aaron's ninth save. Uh, really just kind of a 10 pitch at bat, I think, with Alex Gordon to start that frame. Uh, fly to center to for the first out. Perez flies to center for out number two. Omar Infante strikes out on a foul tip, strike three to end it. Just uh, not a dominant performance. He, haven't, he hasn't been dominant all season, but he continues to get the job done out there. And like I said, it's probably the most controversial decision to keep him, but he's paid off so far. Yeah, you know, we've talked about Papelbon a couple of times now with the pitcher. Um, you know, he doesn't blow people away anymore. He used to be a pitcher where he could, you know, rear back and throw 97 past people. Uh, he just doesn't do that anymore. He's only struck out seven. And in 10 and a third, he's, he's having to be more crafty. Um, his average fastball speed um, is, is, is roughly 91 miles an hour, which is which is way off what he used to be. Um you know, you mentioned he wasn't dominant tonight, but that's the job done. I mean, these are the type of performances that I think all season long that we're going to be talking about Papelbon, that uh, um, he just isn't the type of pitcher anymore that can uh, rear back and throw it by you. He's got to try to get it done by inducing ground balls and throwing off speed when you think you're going to get a fastball. And, um, you know, he got it done tonight. He's got it done for the majority of the time so far this season. So, um, you know, just you keep the Nats have to keep their fingers crossed that he can continue to have um, this level of success at least until um, the trade deadline or, or, or pass up the, if the Nats are competitive at the end of the season. Two to nothing tonight, 18 and seven on the year, four straight wins overall. Tomorrow it's going to be another 8-15 start. Tanner Roark against former national Chris Young on the mound should be an interesting matchup. See if Roark can keep this up. The starting staff has just been dominant the last couple outings. Before we wrap up tonight, though, we're going to talk some baseball grammar really quickly. I'm going to leave the name of the writer on our site in particular out who did this because I, I love the work he's doing so far. He's been just one of our MVPs on the site, contributing a lot of content. But we had a little RBI versus RBIs discussion. <laughs> There's a great speech by Robert Wool, if you can find it out there, where he explains why it's supposed to be RBIs if you're talking about multiple runs batted in. But I just wanted to get your take on that. Baseball grammar, RBI for multiple uh, or RBIs. Well, you know the, the 
the the nerdiest of, of pets people would say they are RSBI, but um, but I'm an RBI type of guy. Um, it, it's a traditional way to do it. You're talking about multiple um, abbreviations. You would you would say you know more than one SWAT team would be SWAT teams. Um, that that's not right. But uh, um, but yeah, no, I, I'm RBI. I don't I don't go with the singular RBI. <laughs> that's good. You can stay on the site now then. Uh, that's night nice. sponsored by federalbaseball.com. I'll come up with another grammar question for tomorrow. Baseball grammar, possessive apostrophes might be the topic for tomorrow because their, their usage around the game frustrates me to no end. If you put a the in front of it, we're going to use it. If you don't, we're not. Pete <laughs> Kurtzel from Athens explained the logic behind that for me, and it makes sense, but I still don't buy it. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. 2 nothing tonight. Another one with the Royals tomorrow. And a 2.15 p.m. game on Wednesday afternoon. Talk to you after tomorrow's game, sir. Hashtag grammar nerd. <laughs> Doghouse says go Nats. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.